From the Orange County Fire Authority, this is the Pass Along Podcast, where we address firefighter issues from top to bottom, from your helmet down to your boots. Now, here's your host. Hi folks, this is Paris Prophet, your outgoing police services administrative assistant. I say outgoing because by the time you hear this, I will have already retired. First off, I'd like to thank you all for your kindness and respect that you've shown me over the last 14 plus years. Secondly, I'd like to introduce you to the new voice of Fleet Services, Glenna McIntosh. Say hi, Glenna. Hi, everyone. I'm excited to be here. With that, please call Glenna for all your Fleet Services needs. And with this, I have a few tips for you regarding Fleet Services and the new year. First off, parts ordering. We're in the 21st century now, so you can do it online. Look for Fleet Services parts in your to distribution list and send it to us. Fuel orders. Glenna is all fuel all the time. So please send all of your fuel ordering requests to Glenna McIntosh. And we're reinstilling for the new year mileage Mondays. So all of you with assigned vehicles, mileage Mondays are a must. Please enter your mileage on Mondays. If you have any problem, you'll be talking to Glenna, 6650. Lastly, when your unit goes out of service, it's a good time to give us a call in the shop. So please do, we're here to help you. All right, now onto our featured segment. Fire Captain Alan Wilkes sits down with our new Assistant Chief of Operations, Pokey Sanchez, to talk about his goals and objectives in this new role. Hi, this is Alan Wilkes. I'm sitting down with Operations Chief Pokey Sanchez just to uh, talk to him on the podcast about his new job as the operations chief. Good morning, Chief. Uh, good morning, Alan. Uh, let's just get started. Chief, what's your vision for the operations section in the short term and the long term? You know, my vision, it's gonna reflect back on the, my core expectations that I sent out back a few months ago. And, you know, the, the main one was the, the five that I talked about was fire ground, competencies, professionalism, respect, safety, and the pursuit of excellence and um, but mostly is the mental and physical health of our employees to me without somebody who's um, is struggling physically mentally it's my responsibility to get the help that they need to make sure that they're competent and in all aspects of their profession of course because it's really important uh, not only to me but to the public that we serve so I look long-term along with our fire ground competencies is also to, you know, to remain professional, which we do a great job at, but also to be respectful uh, to each other, um, to the people above you, to the people below you, and to the people to the side of you. And also the most important uh, is also to be respectful to the public and, and everyone that we serve. We do a wonderful job at that. And if we can continue to strive for a, um, at a higher level, that's going to continue to make us and each and every day make us better, but to strive for that premier agency that I'm calling ourselves, which we are. And I, I want to continue that endeavor and that's a future vision, but we are doing a great job. I just know that we can always do better. And you know, I always reflect on myself. The moment I look in that mirror, how can I do better today than I did yesterday? And that's my goal for all of us. Chief, you've been the assistant chief of operations for uh, the middle part of uh, this year. What has been your greatest achievement and what has been your greatest challenge? 
As the operations chief, I think my greatest challenge is the pace. Uh, there's, a, there's a demand organizationally, um, operational area that I think uh, requires a lot of my time. So it's that balance that I have to find to uh, make sure that I'm meeting the organizational needs, meeting the operational need, and for that matter, just meeting the state level needs. So right now, that's been my greatest challenge. I'm hoping to overcome that. Um, I think that it's going to take a little time to get there, so that's why I'm asking for everyone's patience. But eventually, yeah, that, that's truly uh, my, my biggest challenge right now. The large time commitments that are required of my position is truly a balance, and that's something that i got to work on personally, and I will get there. But my the day-to-day -day operations is my primary responsibility, and the organizational needs is required just a, a, a demanding amount of time. So truly that's been my, my overall challenge right now. So uh, one of my achievements is the continuing with taking care of our people with the wellness and fitness programs that uh, Jonathan Wilby and Chief Contreras, and Captain Ryan Bishop are working on to continue to enhance our programs that we already have in place that was here before I was the operations chief because it's, uh, it's really important important to continue to bolster up our programs to uh, continue to take care of our people. And with a number of programs that are in the works currently that are going to continue to move on and it's going to bolster our programs up, uh, I think that's one of the achievements I'm striving for right now. And I see the success in this program already starting to uh, make that change for our people. Uh, the other one is the continuing um, promotional process that are occurring. We've had a number of personnel that have stepped up and taken their new roles in a new position. It's going to continue for a few years and I think it's going to be for the betterment of the organization because it's going to enhance with these new programs, enhance our, our health and fitness of our employees. Uh, that's something that concerns me daily, uh, but right now as we start to move forward, we're going to see some changes and we're going to see that uh, not only for the betterment of our people, but for the public that we serve. Chief, we talked about innovation and changes, and one of the most significant changes we've seen has been the enhancement of the structure fire response. Operations personnel on an initial dispatch are seeing four engines, two truck companies, and two battalion chiefs on the initial dispatch. Also, you've added the heavy rescue on second alarm or graded fires. What has, uh, can you explain what drove this decision? So in 1998, we implemented this two in, two out rule and, and RIC policy that we had. So the agency decided to add a fourth engine, which was going to be part of our RIC team. And that was 20 plus years ago. Uh, it, this was a federal mandate. Uh, however, when we looked at some of our structure fire responses from 20 years ago to current, the modern fire dynamics have changed considerably. The building construction's changed with these structures are so well insulated that with all the furnishings within the interior are basically made of low mass synthetics that these fires were growing faster they were burning a lot hotter and before they were being exposed to the outside and somebody would report it we were behind that power curve uh, even though we had our fourth engine and later on we added that second truck to be a part of this two in, two out, and Rick, 
uh, we were behind that curve again. Uh, the reflex time before a first arriving company would show up on scene and say we have a on scene of a two-story single family resident with smoke and fire showing from a second floor, upgrade this to a working structure fire. Well, now we had a little bit of a delay because now we are adding that fourth company and second truck. That fourth company and the second truck company are for our firefighters. And I think to have them en route at the same time to deliver the service that we're in need of, and that fourth engine can be used tactically, knowing that we have them there that much sooner. Uh, because if we mitigate our hazard, we get the fire cornered and kept in check and uh, to prevent any further spread. Or if this, some of our structure fires have been fairly large this past year. And if our members can just reinforce the importance of our RIC team, they are there for our people. They're truly there for us. And it's not that much of a change. If you think about it, we're just putting them on the front end of four engines, two truck companies, versus waiting for our first engine company to arrive on scene and state they have a working structure fire. It's no different than our high-rise response. You know, years ago, it was a, just a structure fire response, three engines, one truck company, and one battalion chief. And we decided to enhance that some time ago because of the potential and the risk that we have for our people. This is similar to that. Uh, the industry standards starting to change. A lot of agencies like size of ours, has they currently have that. They have four engines, two trucks, and two BCs. I also want everyone to know that I'm offering this, this operational flexibility for them. If they feel there's no need, they can cancel that second BC, they can cancel that second truck and that fourth engine uh, if there's no need. If they don't have a need for them, they can put them right back available. Uh, and at no time is this ever gonna disrupt our EMS response. If there is an EMS call and it's gonna take a priority, then one of the engines are gonna have to divert. So I want them know, knowing that um, going into this. And now we've been doing it a couple months. I think it's been an overall success. I know that you, uh, after speaking to a number of uh, battalion chiefs, they encourage it. They're sharing that with their folks. And now there's a better understanding of why we have that fourth engine, second due truck company and second battalion chief. Uh, that second due battalion chief with a lot of new uh, members in the organization that are in new roles, whether it's a company officer or a battalion chief, an engineer and firefighter for that matter, that we have a better understanding and it's giving our folks an opportunity to build on that skill set that we, some of us already possess, but for a lot of us, it's going to enhance that. And I think that'll make our agency that much better. The nice thing is, too, is the outside agency, the Metronet cities are also involved in participating with us, too, and which we greatly appreciate. Uh, but I think with the response time, seeing that's, that fourth new engine and the second truck arriving much sooner, it really gives that incident commander uh, a lot of options and flexibility, for that matter, to uh, be able to coordinate the resources to hopefully keep our fire confined to where they would like and keep it under their, their initial objective. On the second alarms, we put the heavy rescue on now. 
Uh, now with that response, that heavy rescue, it gives us a lot more options. We have a lot more equipment, specialized equipment, specialized trained people that if we do on that second alarm have a unfortunate occurrence of a firefighter mayday, we have those additional resources that are going to carry that specialized equipment that are there and they're going to be there much sooner, much greater. There's been times where we've had to shore up uh, some of our structure fires because of the uh, the integrity of the structure has been compromised. They have that skill set. They have that equipment. We have them there sooner. Um, and I think they bring a lot to the operational needs of that uh, first arriving incident commander. Chief, as we move into a new year, what other operational changes can we expect under your leadership? So I'm looking at making changes to enhance at the station level uh, a better communications program. For example, we have one that's on the table right now that I'm going to be moving forward with, and it's to prevent any confusion on the fire ground and confusion with our firefighters that are on the field. Uh, this new communications uh, program is going to enhance our ability to communicate to each other, and for an example is uh, with the portable radio identifiers. So now it's going to be by position and rank. So for instance, engine 48 captain will now be reaching out to a firefighter on engine 48. Uh, now it's going to be Orco engine 48 firefighter one from engine 48 captain. So it'll be by position and that's going to be coming out shortly. And I think that's going to lessen the confusion on the fire ground and, you know, to prevent any possibility of confusion with other units that are in the area. And you know exactly which position is being requested on the radio. Chief, you talked about the past and your career that spans over 30 years. Looking back on your entire career in the fire service, what leaders have shaped you the most to be the leader who you are today? Well, good question. Uh, there's been so many. I mean, I can look the most recent in the past and since they've retired. Um, I look at Art Navarez, I look at Dave Phillips, um, Chuck Nicola, John Hallen, you know, Steve Whitaker. Some of those were really instrumental in my fire service career. Uh, but I even look back further, back to Buck Henderson. You know, Buck was, he was one of my first battalion chiefs and I learned a lot from him um, just growing up. But Really, I look back, uh, it all started with my dad. I mean, my dad was, he was a role model. He, you know, it was a military. Uh, my dad spent six and a half years in the military. And as a drill instructor, when he came out, I learned what that type of leadership was. Uh, but then as I got into the fire service, uh, Chip Prather was probably my um, most instrumental in developing the leadership skills that I possess just interacting with him as a fire captain, as a field battalion chief, as a division chief, and as he worked his way through the ranks. Um, but it was on and off duty. It's really a uh, um, not necessarily just how he delivered a message. It's how he interacted with people. And it's truly of all ranks. And it didn't matter if it was somebody from the public uh, or it was another firefighter. Chip treated everybody with respect, with dignity. 
Um, but he was proud. He was always proud to say, you know, these are our folks. It was never about I. It was always about we. So uh, Chip really had a big influence on the way I lead. I, I think about a lot. You know, you can read about so many different management and leadership styles in, in different books and professional publications. But Chip really had that uh, skill set that most people would uh, strive to be like. And, and that's where it really, it, truly my leadership style came from. Working next to you each day, Chief, I've seen you interact with everybody from the top of the organization down to the, to the, the bottom. We've also seen you respond to many large incidents since you've been the operations chief. Is this something that you plan to continue and should we expect seeing you on our major incidents moving forward? Yeah, I'm gonna to continue to do that. I, I'm, uh, I've always been involved operationally uh, throughout my whole career. And I'm just there to, to, to gain a better knowledge and understanding of the needs of our firefighters. When I show up on scene, I'm there to support our chief officers, the incident commander. I'm also there just to thank all of the firefighters on the fire ground for doing great work. And it gives me an opportunity just to let them know that I care and that I am going to remain involved and I am going to remain engaged operationally. As we close out today's podcast, Chief, we just want to just say thanks for taking the time to sit down and talk about your vision and your expectations and what our folks are going to see moving forward. Is there anything you'd like to add in closing? No, I'd like to wish everybody a uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and have uh, a safe holiday season. Please uh, stay rested, stay rehabbed, and be ready. Thank you, Chief. Thank you. Thanks again to Captain Wilkes for helping us out with Pokey's interview. Good luck to everyone here from both Bradley and I. I'm going to miss you all. Take care of each other. And remember, this podcast is coming back to you in 2019.